0: Judy Prabhu, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School white paper podcast series today. I know that you think uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Tell us why, particularly as we're entering a global recession.
1: Well, uh, as the adage goes, necessity is the mother of invention, but I'd like to stretch it a bit and say that necessity is the mother of innovation. Um, which begs the question, what's the difference between invention and innovation? I think the distinction is important. Invention, to my mind, is merely the identification of an idea that may or may not have commercial value, whereas innovation is the commercialization of that idea. So uh, someone may have um, invented penicillin, uh, as Alexander Fleming did. He discovered it. But it took Merck, uh, uh, the better part of uh, 20 years, to actually commercialise it to the point where it made economic sense uh, for it to be manufactured in large scale and where a large number of people could actually use it uh, and benefit from it.
0: And so is there a time scale or a process that goes through? Because I know that, in fact, if you talk about Marconi and the radio, I think that the first person to invent recording sound waves actually thought you could use it to talk to the dead. And it was Marconi who said, no, you can talk to the living. (laughs) So is there a right and a a wrong way to go about this kind of innovative process?
1: Um, Well, I don't know if there's a right and a wrong way necessarily. There are probably some guidelines uh, that would be uh, important to consider in the process. But the fact is that it's a very difficult process. Um, there is the process, of course, of coming up with the idea. The invention itself is important, but it's not sufficient, as we've just discovered. The much harder uh, part appears to me, uh, converting that idea into a commercially viable product or service. And that could take a very long time and could take a lot of money and a lot of effort. Um, So the question then becomes how you manage that process. How you manage the process first of getting the ideas in the first place, inventing, and then converting those ideas or inventions into commercially viable products. That process is long, complex, expensive, and understanding that is important.
0: And it also must be a team effort because you've got the invention, but then to get the cash flows in, you need a marketing team. So you need the right people around you in a startup.
1: Absolutely, which is why the, the distinction between invention and innovation is so important. Um, Especially in the past, it was possible for an individual, Alexander Fleming, almost by accident, as it were, to come up with uh, what is potentially a breakthrough discovery, penicillin. Um, But in order to actually make it commercially viable, uh, it increasingly requires uh, a huge organization, and hence the rise of the big uh, company, um, uh, corporation. Corporations have the unique ability to organize the whole process of not just coming up with ideas systematically, but then systematically taking those ideas to market and then capturing value once they're introduced into the market. And that, of course, takes uh, coordinating the efforts of scientists, technologists, uh, venture capital or finance people, uh, the stock market potentially, banks, uh, people who understand consumer preferences and marketing.
0: And so, I know that you've studied this process of uh, invention and innovation through to the marketplace, in the drugs industry in particular. Is there something that the drugs industry can tell other industries? Is there a lesson to learn in studying that sector?
1: I think, first of all, the uh, pharmaceutical industry and the drug sector uh, is a very important sector in, in its um, in itself um, for several reasons. I mean, literally makes the difference between life and death in, in many cases, or the quality of our lives is improved vastly by by certain drugs. So it's a very important sector, and the process of uh, systematically identifying molecules that will lead to breakthrough drugs, and then actually taking them through clinical trials to see if they have the effects that we hope they have, and don't have the effects that we hope they won't have, the side effects. That whole process is, uh, is, a, is a very complex process, but uniquely, it's a process that's monitored is regulated in most economies of the world, and the data is available for uh, researchers like myself to, uh, to look at. And by looking at that data, we are able to say many things about the process of invention and innovation uh, that can then be applied to other industries which are similar in that the whole process of invention and innovation is, is complex and time-consuming and expensive, but different in that that data is not available so, this unique aspect of the drug industry, uh, its importance and the fact that data are available helps us to gain insights which we can then apply to other industries such as the automotive industry or electronics and so on.
0: And so, what would you tell people to do? What do what those lessons of the pharmaceutical industry teach us? Because, indeed, actually, a lot of the trials of the, the pharmaceutical industry, how it acts in the third world, it, it's led to a lot of negative publicity for, for it.
1: Absolutely. And which is why it has been regulated. I mean, historically, the same thing was true of the West, which is why the pharmaceutical industry has been increasingly regulated, and which is why we have all this data on uh, what individual molecules do to first animals and then uh, uh, small groups of healthy humans and then uh, humans who have the disease and so forth. Now, um, so, uh, so the issue of regulating the industry is an important one. Um, but, to go back to your question of what this tells us is well, there is a pressure um, and I guess there's a, there are popular beliefs that respond to this pressure. Uh, there are popular beliefs that suggest that what helps this process is having more ideas because ideas are, in, are inputs into this process of conversion and trying to convert those ideas into products quickly that seems to be those seem to be the popular beliefs speed and having more ideas. And in our, in our work, in our research, we, we, we looked into that more closely. And in, in, in effect, we were able to challenge those popular uh, notions of what it takes to be innovative. We challenged the notion that more ideas are better, and we challenged the notion that being quicker is better.
0: It's because you talk about a failure rate of, of one in five.
1: Yeah. I mean, so the failure rates are high. And, and, and it's because of that that, uh, that companies seem compelled uh, to come up with more ideas, naturally. And also, um, because there's competition, uh, people feel that they have to be first to the market. So you, you can see that there are, uh, I guess, real-world uh, real pressures to have more ideas and to try and come to market faster. But we caution against that. Um, And in fact, we argue that uh, a moderate number of ideas is better than too many ideas or too few ideas. And a moderate speed is better than trying to be too fast or too slow.
0: And so then if we're talking about the recession, and it may be a time at which people contract the kind of entrepreneurial spirit and say, well, we won't invest in this, we won't do that because our cash flows are bad. Are there any lessons there for for innovation. It may be just if they're strategic and do a few things, it would have the same impact as spending lots of money and doing lots.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, so the recession, this goes back to the whole point about necessity being the mother of invention and of innovation is that a recession really focuses your mind about making the best use of your resources. And as we we discussed, both the process of invention and, more importantly, the process of innovation is a very costly and time-consuming process. So in a recession, you have to think particularly carefully about how you manage this process and you've got to make as you know the best use of the resources that are available to you so i would suggest that our idea of working on a few ideas not not too few and not too many but a a certain number of ideas that are important so focusing on that, so that's how you're economizing on your resources there, and also making sure that you don't try to do things too quickly because that could lead to negative outcomes or it could lead to um, uh, cutting corners and so on, which could have an adverse effect on your ability to convert the ideas into products, but also not taking too long because that's a waste of resources. So I think particularly in a recession, our, um, our findings about focusing on a f- few ideas of importance, not too few or not too many, but a moderate number of ideas of importance. And spending a moderate amount of time in converting them becomes particularly
0: important. So so really a lean company in the current recession could do quite well if it just knew what ideas it wanted to take forward and did it in a rather measured way when perhaps you might be prone to panic in the current Exactly.
1: Time. That's absolutely right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, panic, even though, uh, of course, the recession might cause you to do so. Um, and, you know, I, I, think, I think immediately of a company like Apple, which has been doing this for a long period of time they focus on a few ideas of importance. If you think about the products that they've introduced, there are very few products that Apple has introduced, uh, introduced, but they have taken that time over them. They were not necessarily the first to introduce uh, an MP3 player. The iPod was by no means the first MP3 player. There were others before. But when they introduced their MP3 player, they made damn sure that it was a very good one. And, And this is where focusing on a few ideas, um, but breakthrough are important ideas and deliberating and making sure that you introduce them when you're ready to introduce them. Not too late, of course, but not too early either.
0: And are ideas the solution to the current global economic recession?
1: Well, as an academic, I would like to believe so. I think ideas are very important. They can make uh, the difference between life and death as in the pharmaceutical industry, but also in, um, in the economic sphere, particularly in a recession. And I think that's something that is absolutely uh, true, absolutely the case in a recession. Ideas are important, ideas that are inventions, but also ideas about how you convert those inventions into commercially viable innovations. Innovations that consumers will want to buy despite the hard uh, economic times, and consequently innovations that companies can make uh, revenues and profits of despite the hard economic times.
0: OK, so you're going to open your door and we'll see a queue coming to see Professor Jadip Prabhu at Judge Business School just to see if their ideas are, are the right ones to go from invention to innovation in the future.
1: Well, I shall open my door and I look forward to the queues.
0: Thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School White Paper podcast series today, Jadip Prabhu.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie.